Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Then you get into a, an argument, and she knows she's going to be out. Everything's great and new. And then all of a sudden, it isn't. And, and she starts grasping at straws, right? She's like, I don't know what to do. He's going to move me back out of here. I'm essentially going to be homeless. And you know what? He hit me wait, what? What just happened? I'm not really sure what happened, right? And the police at that stage of the game, they don't care, right? Yeah. They come in and they say, um, he said, she said, well, you know what? Female's going to get the benefit of the doubt, which in you know, maybe eight out of 10 times, it's probably a very true statement. And put your hands behind your back, sir. <laughs> I mean, it goes that fast. You're listening to the premier podcast for men who want to not only be better with women, but want to be better men in general. This is the Come On Man podcast. And here's your host, Paul Bauer. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another week of Come On Man. If you haven't done so already, please like, subscribe, hit those notifications. If you are watching on YouTube, please drop a comment. Any comment will do. You can drop your favorite emoji. I really don't care, but all that helps us out in the algorithms. Um, if you are listening on your favorite audio platform of choice, please give us a five-star review. Uh, giving us a five-star review actually helps out more than you know. I want to give a shout-out to uh, Salami? Salami E? probably butchering his name. They gave us a five-star review. It says, awesome content. I just started listening. Love the content and the discussions. I have started reading more of the books recommended and picked up quite a bit. Also very entertaining. Keep them coming. Well, I plan to. Thank you very much. If you want me to give you a shout out, go to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review and actually write out why you like the show and I will read your, your comment. Uh, on an upcoming episode. Let's see here. I want to give a shout out to the Patreon, patreon.com slash come on man pod. Um, the lowest tier is only 10 bucks a month and you get added to the beer credits at the end of this, uh, at the end of the uh, weekly YouTube episodes on Mondays. Um, if you want actual like help of some kind, right? Um, like dating help or whatever, whatever you want to work on. I have guys that are like working on uh, just getting better being social, right? I've got uh, a gal who, you know, she's trying to quit smoking and she's trying to lose weight, right? So I'm helping her with that. Um, I, I do have a guy that's that's trying to work on dating. So I'm helping him with that. Um, if you If you want help in any of these types of areas, right? I am a certified life coach. I don't know if you knew that. But I am certified now, so uh, you can join uh, Tier 2, which gives you unlimited text support. That's not tech support, but texting support uh, over Telegram. So if there's something that you want to, you know, a question you want to ask, like anytime, day or night, pretty much, um, you know, as long as I'm up, I will see it and I'll reply back. You can also send me voice messages or video messages. Uh, Telegram's a very versatile app, so that's why I like doing that. 
And then if you really want like extra help, you know, um, which some people do, it, 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 and that's fine. Uh, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but you can join tier three, which which also gives you an additional like voice or video call with me uh, every month so that we can not only do the the texting support uh, where, you know, we we chat back and forth over text, but you can act, we actually have a follow up call where we can, you know, really get in, in in depth on whatever issue it is and come up with good, solid game plans to move forward. So check that out. Patreon.com slash come on man pod. Uh, get on the email list, list.comeonmanpod.com. If you get on the email list, I will send you these free stickers here. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, you can see a picture of them here. Uh, you get all three for free. Don't worry about postage. I just want to uh, get your emails so that, uh, you know, if I ever get deplatformed or something like that, I can reach out and let you know where to find me. And be sure to check out my practical law of attraction course, loa.comeonmanpod.com. I take all the magical thinking out of it, all the, you know, crystals and chakras and vibrations and stuff like that. I mean, um, if you believe that kind of stuff, that's fine. I'm not going to, you know, tell you that it's not true. But what I find is that a lot of people automatically dismiss law of attraction as, you know, magical thinking, woo woo. You know, they, they liken it to horoscopes and stuff like that, which that's not how it works at all. What it comes down to when you distill it down to the bare bones is how to change your mindset, how to reprogram your subconscious mind to believe that you can achieve the goals that you want to achieve in life. So I show you how to do that and I take away all the magical thinking. So definitely check that out. All right. Joining me this week is a, a fellow 3% brother. And um, I'm going to show you this clip real quick because this is sort of what uh, started the whole thing. He told me this story. In fact, he didn't. He initially didn't want to tell me the story because he was afraid that I was going to actually kick him out of the three percent man group for for this happening. But um, my man uh, was dating this gal. He's basically been dating this gal since I met him. Since I joined the three percent man group, I think he was already in the group when I first met him. He was already dating this gal. And they seem to have, you know, a really good relationship, at least uh, on Facebook, right? And um, they ended up like last year sometime. Uh, he he they moved in together. Like he moved her into his house. And uh, the funny thing is about it is like on on like I said on YouTube or on YouTube on Facebook, um, everything seemed great with these two, right? Everything seemed wonderful. But every once in a while, he would he would ping me and say, "Hey, man, you know." I, I don't know what to do in this circumstance. What, what should I do? She's a little crazy here and there, but uh, he sort of like overlooked those red flags and then decided to move her in with him. And uh, I was like, wow, that's kind of a big step, you know? And I, I, I kind of questioned it in the back of my head, but you know, sometimes guys need to learn the hard way. And then uh, <laughs> next thing I know, he's posting on, on Facebook that they've, they've broken up. And I'm like, oh man, what happened? So I reached out to him. He tells me the story and I made a TikTok about it. So let me show you that real quick. Truly know someone until you move in with them. Story time. I know a guy who's been dating a gal for the last few years. And just a few months ago, he invited her to move in with him. Since moving in, let's just say things have been rocky. Well, at the beginning of the month, shit got real. She got belligerently drunk, 
called the cops and had him arrested for domestic violence. My man was totally innocent and the prosecution dropped the case because there was no actual evidence. My man still had to spend the night in jail though simply because of her allegations. And then she apologized after that and screwed the shit out of him. So naturally, thinking with his dick, he thought things were gonna get better. He did tell her that she needs to get help and to knock off the booze though. And that was all well and good until just the other night. She got crazy drunk again, then threatened to hit herself and call the cops. My man smartened up this time though, recorded the whole thing, called the cops himself, and then kicked her the fuck out. Watch your ass out there, man. Some of these chicks are crazy as hell. <laughs> they are crazy as hell, but you know, a lot of times us guys overlook red flags that tell us what's happening. You know what I mean? Like we are thinking with our with our dicks and uh, we make poor decisions. And, you know, one of the things is, you know, I reached out to, to Matt. This is my friend's Matt. His name is Matt. Um, reached out to Matt and said, Hey man, I'd like, love to have you on the podcast. And uh, I was like, we don't have to talk about the story if you don't want, but he was like, yeah, no, let's talk about it because it's a good, a good learning experience for not just him. I mean, he had to learn the hard way, but for anybody listening, uh, this is why we don't overlook red flags, right? <laughs> All right, guys. Um, you guys need to stay tuned. This story is really fascinating. We get to the bottom of it. Matt talks about everything that he's learned since then. And uh, I will bring you that conversation right after these words. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Do you want a positively unfair advantage in life? Most people tiptoe through life hoping they'll make it safely to death. They let life happen to them. Up until now, I'm assuming that's been your situation. Am I right about that? But you know deep down that you're destined for more. You know that you deserve more money or better relationships. Yet you're stuck doing the same thing over and over again, getting the same results. That ends today because you're gonna check out my Practical Law of Attraction course. My Practical Law of Attraction course will give you the tools necessary to write your own story. You will be in the driver's seat of your life, not just the passenger. Your life is already getting better because you're listening to this message right now. Access this course at loa.comeonmanpod.com. That's loa.comeonmanpod.com. When you're done with this course, the results that you see for yourself will be better. Others will see how your life is changing for the better. And you'll know that everything in this course is true because your life will be better. But the choice is up to you. You have to decide if you want to stay where you are or achieve goals so big that it will blow your mind. The law of attraction is nothing without action. So what are you waiting for? Act now. All right, joining me today is a 3% brother who... Also is a fellow admin in the 3% Man Group on Facebook. I've been wanting to have him on the show for quite some time, and we finally made that happen. His name is Matt. What's going on, brother? Hey, good afternoon. I appreciate the time. It's great to be here. Yeah, man. Uh, I got to make sure people subscribe to the podcast. Look at this. So I, I just started using the StreamYard thing. So as we Love can go that. on, I, I can tell people to like. Look at this. And we can say, hey, drop a comment. 
right? Your favorite emoji? Can I point to him? <laughs> Kinda, yeah. Uh, make right. sure to follow me on social Where media. Okay, like I, I've got all the annoying stuff. Look at that. Join my Patreon. All the annoying stuff. <laughs> Matt, what's going on, man? I don't know. <laughs> I'm just hanging out, man. Having a good time. Being a three percent brother. Just being a three percent brother. So I I have a bunch of standard questions that I like to ask guys uh, that come from the three percent man group. So I pulled those up today. Uh, let me ask you, what led you to first read how to be a three percent man? Well, I, th I think like everybody else, you uh, you learn to be a three percent man by not being a three percent man, right? Mm -hmm. You have uh, beta tendencies. You're married for twenty five years. Got a lot of things going on in your life. You learn what rejection looks like when you're single after you've been married that long, mm -hmm. and it becomes a real nuisance. So you start seeking out ways to, um, you know, kind of spice up your game, right? Yeah. Because you probably didn't have any game to start with, so you need some game or a game. Do you ever? So you were so you were married for 25 years. I was together with my wife for 25, and we were married for 22. Okay. Do you ever think, do you ever think back, do you ever think back to when you first met your wife? Right. Cause this was obviously before internet dating, uh, was a thing. Mm -hmm. And, and then you're like, why am I having to read a book on this shit? Right. Like it's, it sort of came it, it, to me. It felt like it came naturally when I was in high school talking to chicks, you know, cold approaching, they call it now. Right. That's you just right. fucking talk to chicks back then. And then you went on dates. Now, things that I realized that I could have done better when I was younger, it was some of the simpy stuff like, you know, lavishing girls with flowers and chocolates and trying to like, you know, putting them on pedestals and stuff like that. But but otherwise, like I, I look back on, you know, like how I met my wife. Right. And I met her at a party and uh, she was the only chick at the party. And, you know, I, I was. Yeah, some guy came up. She wanted to show a magic trick. And she's like, does anyone want to see a card trick? I was like, oh, I love magic tricks. I'll sit down, you know, not thinking this was, I wasn't even trying to get in her pants at this time, right? I was very indifferent. She said, she starts showing me the magic trick and some guy that, uh, that I went to high school with comes up and he's like, I know how you did that. And I go, why don't you shut up, dude, and just enjoy the trick, right? <laughs> and after that, she was just like, oh, I'm going to hang out with this guy. She hung out with me all night. And before, you know, she left, I was like, I got to I got to go in for a kiss. I got like, this is like, I have to do it. This is my only opportunity. So I went and did it. And like, I, it was all, you know, all over after that, like she and I got together, we ended up, you know, getting married. But after my divorce, like I, I had the hardest time doing that, like simple shit like that, you know, like I, I would not go in for a kiss unless like I had basically a written invitation. I did not know what, what the fuck I was doing. I was like 50 pounds overweight. I had all sorts of problems. I was like, I don't understand. Like, I feel like it was so much easier and I, now I have to read books to do it. But did you, did you feel the same way <laughs> after well, 25 years? Out of, yeah, out I felt of the game? same way. I, I felt very much like a fish out of water, right? So what you see on TV is not at all what's really going to happen, right? So, you know, the first thing you do is seek out some material, seek out some people that think they know what they're talking about you find the trials and errors and you realize that they've messed up a million times as well. And it's really challenging because you're right. You're 50 pounds out of, you know, you don't go to the gym, 50 pounds overweight, 
you don't eat healthy. You don't know where you would even begin to take a woman if you did take her out on a date to begin with, if you could even get somebody to talk to you. And it's, it's overwhelming. It's daunting. So yeah, the first book you pick up or, you know, the first Google search you do is, you know, how do I become better? How do, you know, and then you find the 3% page and that's where it started for me. Right. I mean, and there's so much more after that, but it's a good, it's a good way to start for sure. Um, how many times have you read it? Um, so, you know, I mean, Corey says 10 to 15 times, right? But I mean, you start by, you know, doing one at a time and that's the best way you can do it. And you know, I'm probably 13, 14 times. So I still consider myself an, an amateur though. And if you ever think you're not the amateur, you probably ought to read it again because you, know, you find somebody that's read it more times than you or they pick up a different piece of, the cha- of a chapter that you don't understand. And they'll say, Hey man, remember on page 57 where this happened? You're like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Then you have to go back and you read it again and you realize that you have no idea what happened in those five pages or 10 pages. Yeah. It definitely works to do it over and over again. I, I sort of, is I'm of the mindset that uh, you shouldn't stop at the 15 mark, you know, like you should basically at least once a year revisit it for the rest of your life because there's so many guys and you've seen them too as uh, as an admin but there's so many guys in the three percent man group that they've read it 10 times they've read it 15 times they think mm-hmm. they've got it they get into a relationship they stop reading it and then uh you don't see them for a while because they've you know they feel like they've they've moved on that they've you know they've done all right. the great things or whatever and then you see them like a year later six months later they come back to the group and you're like what happened they're like oh i broke up with this chick i fell back on old habits you know all this kind of all that kind of stuff and you're like why did you stop reading the book bro (laughs) it is definitely not like a bicycle man i mean you 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 get off one time and you completely lose your frame and uh, until you read it again you do not know what happened so and it's the most you know it's the simplest things that happen but you, you will absolutely lose your center. You'll lose your frame and, you know, starting over is tough, yeah. but audiobooks are good, right? Plug the earphone in and get moving. Yeah. So. I, I say it all the time on the podcast that, that audiobooks are effortless learning, but I believe I got that saying from you. Like you're the one I think that told that, that said that to me like early on when we were both like active, we were really active back then, I think. Um, right. Yeah, We're not so active so, anymore, but <laughs> it, you know, it makes it really easy too. I mean, audiobooks, maybe you know, I mean, you, you, you can't follow along like this in an audiobook, but at the same time, it's pretty easy to rewind. You can play it at speed and a half, you can listen to it at the gym, you can listen to it at the dinner table. Nobody has to know. You just pop your phone in and, and you can catch a few points. Here I there. I love listening to it uh if I'm driving, if I'm if I'm out for a run, if I'm out at the gym. Some people can't do audiobooks at the yeah. gym they have to have like music to pump them up or whatever i'm i'm a nerd i i could totally do that at the at the gym i don't care um but but yeah it's like it one of the things too about audiobooks um, especially if you're going to listen to it on repeat is um because a lot of people don't want to listen to the audiobook because they feel like they're not retaining it right. but that's one of the reasons why you listen to it multiple times is because that will help you retain it. Um, I mean, the same thing if you read it too, though, if you read it, you're not, 
you're only retaining about 10% of it anyway. Right. And so you got to, you got at least got to read it again, but um, yeah, man. Um, so let me ask you this. Have you read any other dating and relationship books besides Corey's? Yeah, most, most of the things I do are online, right? So like anybody else, it's hard to actually order a book from Amazon, get the book, pick the book up, actually spend time reading it. And everybody's busy. So, you know, mm -hmm. I, I subscribe to more pages online, honestly, okay. than I do reading the actual you know, material. So, so like, it, like, it just, like the way it works out best for me, like YouTube channels. Or do you, do you read blogs? Or yeah, some or YouTube what? channels or, or, you know, so social media, you know, pieces and things like that. Skill of Attraction. That's that's a very small one that's been out for a little while. Okay. I think I saw they just hit a thousand subscribers or something. So, pretty, you know, kind of the smaller stuff. And I find that a lot of guys are actually hitting those pages that are, we'll say, not quite mainstream yet. Right. They're finding the new material. Mm. But at the end of the day, it really goes back to the same material that we read over and over again. You can compare five social media sites or five books and, you know, podcasts, and you're going to find that a lot of them, they revert right back to the same skills, the same um, ideals that come mm -hmm. out of, say, the 3% man, right? It, it's the mm -hmm. same stuff. It's, it's maybe reiterated differently. It's posed differently. The scenarios are different. But if you strip it back, I find that, you know, treat all women the same. That skill is across the board, the same skill, right? If you mm -hmm. can approach one woman, fat, skinny, old, young, black, white, doesn't matter. All women get treated the same and it works every time. And you'll see it on every, every platform. Yeah. And I appreciate that. Yeah. Have you noticed? So that, that is something that I've noticed too, because I've also noticed, uh, creators in the space they'll be like i'm i'm original i do my own stuff i don't just regurgitate right um i've i've seen people <laughs> I've, I've had people complain to me about about uh you know stealing Corey stuff or whatever but mm -hmm. it's like if you if you look at almost all of these guys uh including Corey, Corey got a lot of his stuff from david d'angelo he got a lot of his stuff from doc love he yeah, got, uh, he's got Dale Carnegie in there. He's got uh, Tony Robbins in there. And if you go back to all of those guys, they all gathered stuff from other people too. Uh, David D'Angelo learned from Ross Jeffries, you know? Um, it's so funny. So we're all essentially singing with the same sheet of music. We're just right. putting our own different spin and experiences with it. But yeah, I mean, I, I, I would say find well, a, a content creator that, sort of you you find a more relatable i guess maybe is probably the <laughs> I would, you know and i'd say that too sometimes um you know i mean i've i've watched hundreds of Corey's videos i find them not quite as attractive as say some of your most recent videos right i really think you put nice. a spin on it you laugh you you've got you know you've got things in the background that are happening you've got you know, like you say you got all the buttons and the cool stuff going on and it just brings a different flavor right and what i appreciate you... those things do you do you uh, still watch Corey stuff? Because I I used to uh, back when I was reading the book and, and his book says oh you know Google this video and you you know and his stuff's very circular so it's like you go watch the video and he says read the book and but I liked his old video newsletter stuff and he still does some of that but he also has this whole sort of podcast dynamic where he's got a bunch of chicks on the show asking him or reading him viewer questions and stuff like that. Do you watch the new stuff? Right. 
do you watch do you watch the new stuff at all i i find him to be um very howard stern like honestly mm. okay. so you know i a lot of the interviews with uh opposite sex i'm not really fond of that so much right if i want a female dating coach i'm gonna go watch a female dating coach's page right but mm -hmm. when a when a men's dating coach is interviewing a female i don't find a lot of the value i find it to be a little little fluffy to me so that's my own opinion but uh -huh. uh, I, I i watch all of your interviews and maybe the last one i'm just being kind of crass here but if, if i watch the last one the last female that you that you had on i was like I, i'm not gonna watch this you know about, about half of it and i was like i'm, I'm done that's enough i uh, it's, it's just my own personal preference but no that's fine so at the at the time of this recording I, um, this week is a female guest and last week was a female guest. So, so this week it was M trad taboo. She's a, uh, you know, a therapist. Well, right. she can't call herself a therapist, uh, but she's more of like a, you know, kink counseling or whatever out of Arizona. And then the, the previous week was, a, it's more of a fun episode, uh, with Morgan may. And that one was on bullying. Was it the was it the Morgan May one that you didn't like? Because <laughs> some no, I've got was, I've got it, oh it was the M Trad taboo one yeah. you didn't like? Yeah. Oh, okay. I don't know. Maybe maybe it's just the material too, right? Everybody's got their thing, and I, sure. No big okay. deal. Well, the, the the reason why I was thinking of it was going to be uh, the Morgan May episode because I got mixed reviews on that. I got I got okay. some people that love Morgan stuff. Morgan's been on the show like four times too. Uh, some people love Morgan stuff. They like her take on things and then other people, they just can't stand her like sort of Valley girl accent or no, whatever. I, and so <laughs> honestly, so, I kind of appreciate, I kind of appreciate her more than, than the latest one. Okay. All right. No, everyone's got their preference. <laughs> <laughs> so let me, let me ask you a question. Um, yeah. what was, if you can remember, I don't know how long it's been since you've, if, since you've read 3% man, but can you remember what your last aha moment you had from, from the last read was? You know, I, I just went through a breakup here very recently and I, I try to relate, right? So if I go back to the book and I may not even read the whole book at a time, I might go to a chapter that I think relates and, and, and I kind of appreciate when Corey's married, right? When that mm. kind of stuff is happening and I'm like, oh, you know, and in a, a long-term relationship, you know, I was in a relationship for better part of three years. And so I, I relate that to a marriage, right? Long-term relationship, live in the same household, things like that. You're married. Whether or not you have the paper that says you're married or not, you're married. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I like to go back and I like to look at things like that. And I go, oh, <laughs> it's like, duh. All right. Some of the things that you probably should have been taking advantage of or taking care of in the relationship to nurture those relationships setting the women on the pedestal and things like this, things that we talked about right at the beginning of this, this episode, right? Getting flowers all the time, things like that. And you start to fall into those traps is what I call them. And it, it just, um, it really hits home for me, those, those kind of details. So mm -hmm. don't treat it like you're married. I'll tell you that. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> it was tough. It's tough. Got it. It's good until it isn't. There, there's, there's my catchphrase. A lot of times I'll say, man, the relationship was great until it wasn't. <laughs> right. 
Well, I have a, I have a guy that um, I've had on the podcast a couple of times named Rob says, and he says the same thing, right? Cause um, there's guys out there saying, Oh, I'm looking for a quality woman or I'm looking for a good woman or mm-hmm. whatever. I, even, you know, Dr. Robert Glover's books talk about really good women. Right. And Rob says the same thing too. He's like, they're all good women until they're not, until they're not. You, you know, and that's usually how you can describe probably 99% of everybody's ex-girlfriend, you know, or ex-wife. <laughs> they were a really good woman until they weren't, you know. Yeah. Um, and, you, never and often, to, you never go into a relationship saying that I can't wait for it to end, right? It doesn't work like that, right? Of course you'll go into the relationship with your eyes open and then you close them and, you know, you get whacked on the head. Yeah, yeah. That's why I I try so hard. And a lot of people, I, I don't think a lot of guys can do this because, Men sort of love, love idealistically, you know, like we're the romantic ones. Um, I don't care what, what women say, like we're, we're the ones that love romantically. And a lot of guys go into these relationships and they just get these like, you know, wife goggles and they're just like, Oh, I'm just madly in love. They just lose themselves into the relationship, you know? And, and so then they end up, you know, fall either falling back on bad habits or, just you know going full bore with the bad habits that they never unlearned and um and i like the only way to to avoid that is to sort of stay lovingly detached in a relationship you know it just because if you if you don't stay lovingly detached you can't look at it like objectively on the outside like is she crossing boundaries boundaries am i am i ignoring red flags and stuff like that because you just aren't you're in the moment and you're not really thinking about that stuff, but, well, um, grandma taught you that love is blind, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> For real. Yeah. That's, that's, that's not true. <laughs> how, how many, red, how many red flags are out there, man, before you finally had enough of them, right? You can get a box of red flags before you finally realize that, uh, you know, there's 30 of them in the box or something. And you just, you didn't see a single one of them and your, your brotherhood can tell you everything. They could say, bro, look at what's going on. Right. I mean, can you not see this? And you're like, I have no idea what you're talking about, man. <laughs> and, right. then all, and then all of a sudden one day. Right. Yeah. So I don't know what happens, but, you know, you fall in a pothole or something and you realize if, if you can go back to that box where all the flags are at and you can start picking them out. And you're saying, oh, my God, what the hell happened here? Right. And yeah. only then does it become clear. But there's no pair of glasses that can show you this. Right. It just does not happen until it happens. Yeah. Well, that's why I, I, I like to say that the pain is necessary, right? Like none of us would be in this space if we didn't experience some form of pain, right? right. Like if everything was just hunky dory and everything was, you know, easy, yeah, if, right. if relationships were easy, if dating was easy, nobody would be, nobody would have YouTube channels like this. Yeah. That's right. At my so, age, I don't want to be dating. Trust me. I, w- I would love to be in a relationship with no, uh, issues, but that's not how it happens. Yeah. Well, I mean, honestly, I, uh, like I'm not a permanent plate spinner guy either. I like, I like having a monogamous, a monogamous relationship where I, I know where the sex is coming from. You know, I know where it's coming from. I don't have to sit there and like hunt for it like a fucking T-Rex. Um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so, plate, plate spinning's tough, man. I, you know, I'm going through. Uh, I've, one of my best friends is is a three percent man as well, mm-hmm. and he's he's in a committed relationship now. He's got his you know love of his life, right? 
love of his life uh-huh. right, that's going on right now. And, you know, prior to this, he's, he's probably been a year that he's been in this, but prior to that, he was like, man, I'm spinning four or five plates. And I'm like, how do you keep your story straight? How do you keep your wallet full? How do you, it's expensive to, to mm-hmm. spin plates on t- you know, number one, number two, you know, how, how can you do that? How do you have enough time? You work and you go to the gym and you try to, you know, raise your kids and all this kind of stuff. And you're trying to date three, four or five different ladies. Mm-hmm. And, you know, at some point you just owe it to yourself to back down off those plate, let some of the plates fall away and, and, you know, get into a committed relationship. That's important, but it's also important to have options and, you know, the opportunities. So, yeah. Well, I found, I, I found, so even though my, my, goal was always to find the right plate or, you know, at least a, a decent plate. Um, right. <laughs> right. And I, found, right. and I found a pretty good plate. I think nurse chicks are a really good plate, but, um, you know, that was always my, my goal. But one thing I found in this whole process was that spinning plates is the most efficient way of dating, I think, because, um, because uh, the way I used to date before I even started spinning plates, and I'm sure you probably did something similar, maybe, I don't know, but I would go all in on one chick, right? Like if I was on a dating app. I would find one that was lively and I'd be like, okay, here's the one. And I would go after it full bore show way too much, you know, attention, way, you know, came across mm-hmm. probably way too needy. And then like, you know, I might go on one date, maybe hook up, maybe, you know, maybe two dates if I was lucky, but that would all go away. And I've already invested like a, like a month or so in one chick and then fuck, now I got to start, start all over again. And, and so when I realized like, no, actually spin plates and basically, you know, talk to these chicks, take them out for drinks until something more starts happening. Like one of the best things about it is you don't put all your energy into one chick because you have to spread your energy around. You're not so needy. So you're not texting them all the damn time. And that just sort of makes you naturally attractive because you're, you know, sort of, you know, not so available and just being not available by itself for whatever reason, women find that to be more attractive. So, um, yeah, but the big thing too, is like, you're just not coming across as needy. You know, and when you have that sniper mentality, you're, you're, you're just, you know, needy, needy bastard. And then, and then once you have like a rotation, I would, I, I definitely agree with you. It gets fucking expensive. It gets time consuming. Um, I, you know, I'm a single dad, like you are, I only have my kids every other week. So that means like, I only have every other week to go dating. So then you got to cram your three or four chicks into, into that one week. You know, right. so, so you're basically spending your time with your kids trying to set up your dates for the next week. It's a lot of fucking work, you know, it's a, you know, it's a tremendous amount of work and you have to work on yourself. Number one, right. I mean, for anybody that watches these videos, that is the number one thing. Do not ever deviate from your plan, right? You have a focus and a purpose and that's it. So the, you know, the girls are great and you like to have dinner with them and you like that validation and you like to provide that validation back. But, you know, first and foremost, if you're not happy and healthy in your own mind, then all the rest of it's just for not. Yeah. It's so important. Yeah. And I would say, too, um, one thing that guys 
often do. I think guys are guys are really bad about this. I think women do this thing too, but they uh, they will do all the stuff necessary to get into the relationship. So they'll work out, they'll work on their purpose, they'll they'll start taking up really cool hobbies and start going fucking back backcountry skiing and shit. You know, like all of a sudden they're like interesting as fuck. Yeah. And then they meet a chick, they, you know, date her for a little while. They take her on some of these adventurous things and then they start sort of stop doing that stuff. And then they start fusing with this chick. And now all of a sudden they're not doing the shit that made them attractive in the first place. That's a big thing that guys do. So it's like you, you, no matter what, you have to stay on that stuff. You have to stay with your hobbies that you're, you know, you had before the relationship, you guys still go to the gym you guys still work on your career and, and, you know, getting to the next level there and whatever. And yeah, you have a chick now, but that's just like icing on the cake. It can't be like you're all or, or nothing, you know? That's right. When you become a chips and root beer on the couch every night kind of guy, it's over. You might as well just put the final nail in the coffin, man. Yeah. Like, go to the gym, do your thing, right? Make yourself interesting, mysterious, right? Give her time to want you and all these kind of things that we, you know, it goes back to very first chapters of the book. Right? Yeah. If, if you become a complacent, lazy bastard, it's done. It's done before it's over, right? You don't even know it. And she's checking out on the back end and, and looking for options elsewhere. And that's not cool. So that's, that's a good place to, to say, spin the plate a little bit more, right? Because if you're trying to, you know, I'll, I'll use the word impress, but if you're trying to impress two or three women, it's, uh, you know, man, I got to go to the gym a little bit more. I got to do, you know, I mean, you got to work on yourself. It just, yeah. it goes hand in hand. So yeah, the chips on the couch thing is, is bad news. Yeah. One of the things that, that's also good about spinning plates is like women are very naturally competitive. So they know that, you have other options, which, you know, chicks actually find more attractive. Right. But when you're in that, you're in that committed relationship, uh, a lot of, a lot of guys sort of, you know, don't let it be known that they also, that they have other options. Right. And so that's another thing that guys, I think Mm -hmm. fall back on. And I'm not saying like, go cheat on your woman and go hit on chicks. My, uh, what I'm saying is if you go to the gym, you still make sure that you're an attractive guy you still do like attractive things. You maintain social circles and stuff like that. Your chick is watching what you're doing. And she's also watching like how other chicks are sort of like checking you out They're, You know, you know, maybe like the, the waitress is hitting on you or something like that at the coffee shop. Like they watch that stuff and they know like, okay, you know what? If I don't keep, keep my game up, he's, he's got other options. Like these, these other chicks are all eyeballing him. Like I can see that. And so that they call that dread game, but I mean, that's another way of showing that you're still an attractive man too, without having to, you know, do anything that's morally questionable. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to, you don't, you know, uh, if you talk about cheating, right. Mm Cheating is not always a physical game, Mm -hmm. right. Cheating starts here, man. So when, when, when a person in a relationship decides they're going to cheat, I mean, it can be just cheating by checking out. You can, you can be in the same room. You can be watching the same program on TV. And if you're, you know, mentally checked out because you're interested in, in another woman, it's, <laughs> it's like writings on the chalkboard and you can see it, right? You can feel it, right? The human brain is very intelligent no matter what. It's not all just uh, out in the open. It's, um, it's by osmosis, if you want to call it that, right? I mean, yeah. Which also, I, in in one of the things that Corey talks about too is always like 
sort of gauging your partner's attraction level to you too. And that, that yeah. goes back, that goes back to that. You know, you need, that's super important. A lot of guys just don't realize that, that their woman is checked out. Their woman is now answering DMS and shit online. And <laughs> it's because you're not yeah. doing what you need to be doing to, to keep that attraction going. Um, so I want to say, so, so you recently got out of a relationship. I don't, I, based on our conversations, I don't think any of this stuff was that was a problem here. Um, <laughs> this is a, a totally like different situation. So I think you said that you dated her for about almost three years going on. Three, yeah. Okay. Three how did, um, how did you guys meet initially? We met on uh, social media, right? Dating website. Okay. So love it. Love it first sight. If you want to call it that, right? A couple of, couple of messages back and forth. Hey, shoot me your number. If you want to get together, right? I mean, same, same ideas. And then bam, telephone number. Mm. And then you start texting, right? You get off the social media, but um, you know, that, that came within, I, I mean, literally within 10 messages back and forth. You know, me, her, me, her, me, her, give me your number and we're off. I mean, it, it was that easy. And that's the idea behind those kind of sites anyway, right? Get off of there. So it gives it gives a woman a lot of, of leeway to, mm -hmm. to kind of vet out her uh, prospects because women are getting hit up a lot more than the guys are, guaranteed. And so when you finally um, get to a point where you've got somebody that you're extremely interested in, you, you get off fast, right, and take it to a different place. Yeah, that's a smart way to go. Um, so I, I did a YouTube short on it. You've, you've seen it. Um, this was like right after you guys broke up, you told me the whole story too, because, so this is, this is how I noticed it. Right. Um, and I told, I told you about it, but I think it was like a, a couple months before the breakup. Uh, I think I saw you post something about how you guys were moving in together. And I was like, yeah. I was like, oh, you're, you're actually moving in with her, huh? And you're like, yep, I think we're going to give it a go. And I was like, okay, okay, cool. Let's just see how this works out. Mm -hmm. Right. And it was like, I, geez, maybe two months later uh, that all of a sudden I, I noticed like uh, some, you posted something on Facebook, which uh, I like to call vague booking a little bit, but it was sort of like a, you know, a thing about how you'd never quite really know somebody uh, or, uh, or you, you think, you know, someone, and then like they turn their back on you or something, something to that effect. And I was like, huh, Yeah. let me see what his status is. And so I looked at your status and it said single. And so I reached out <laughs> to you and I was like, I was like, dude, what the fuck happened, man? You just moved in with her. And you're like, dude, crazy story. Um, so I did a YouTube short on it. It, it has almost 60,000 views on it right now, but it ended bad. It like you ended up in jail. Do you want to give yeah. us the cliffs notes on that? I mean, you don't have to get into the nitty gritty, but um, yeah, I'll give you the close cliffs notes. Sure. Yeah, I'll give you I'll give you the cliff notes. This is it's a crazy story, right? So I, I spent a long time in in law enforcement career. So you know, thinking that I'm pretty savvy when it comes to this kind of red flag, mm -hmm. but uh, yeah, after at what two and a half years or so, we decided to move in together. Within two months right? It's going south and it turns into, um, you don't really know somebody hundred percent, right? You don't understand that maybe there's some, uh, underlying chemical dependency issues that might be looming around. You, you know, you don't call them out right away. You're not really sure you're, you're trying to give it the best go you can. And you realize that it's just not, it's not something you ever would have dreamed of. 
and uh, then you get into a, an argument and she knows she's going to be out. Right. I mean, that's the, the working theory. Right. It's like, hey, we've been together a couple months. I know you uprooted your life. You're here now. Everything is, you know, going along and, you know, you live in a new place, new, new city, new, new school system. Everything's great and new. And then all of a sudden it isn't. And, and she starts grasping at straws. Right. She's like, I don't know what to do. He's going to move me back out of here. I'm essentially going to be homeless. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, not, not in the truest sense, but I mean, you know, I'm gonna have to go back and, and kind of recreate my life elsewhere. And you know what? He hit me. Wait, what? What just happened? I'm not really sure what happened. Right. And the police at that stage of the game, um, they don't care. Right. Yeah. They come in and they say, um, he said, she said, well, you know what? Female's going to get the benefit of the doubt, which in, you know, maybe eight out of 10 times, it's probably a very true statement and put your hands behind your back, sir. I mean, it goes that fast. Well, it's very hard after spending, you know, a modest amount of time in jail, which I've never been to before, before that, uh, to, to come home and to just go, this is not happening twice, man. Yeah. Right? I mean, I, regardless of all the circumstances, right. Without getting into all the details for everybody out here in, in the viewing land. Um, once that bridge has been crossed and burned and, you know, chopped up, there is no going back to that, right? You have to end that relationship. It is poisonous at that point. And, uh, you know, the, the, the kind of conclude the story for anybody that, you know, wants to really understand what happened, um, go to court, charges get dropped, everything is fine, right? I mean, at, at the end of the day, the situation resolved itself, but, um, you know, it's, it's so hard and I still have, you know, occasion to, to, you know, conversate with her, but she does not live in my house. We do not see each other, but, uh, you know, it's, it's still one of those relationships that was extremely positive at the beginning. And mm-hmm. for whatever reason, it just, it, it went from a hundred to zero and literally in one handcuff. Yeah. <laughs> you want to make that reference, right? I mean, it, it, it was awful. Though. Right. So, oh, there. So there's a bunch of comments on that. Like I said, it's got like sixty thousand views. It's got shitloads of comments. There's lots of guys mm-hmm. on there that are like, "This happened to me. This happened to my friend. This happened to so and so." Uh, so one of the things that someone said on there, and I, I correct me if I'm wrong, but they're like, "Oh, well, now he can't even own a gun." I go, "Well, no, I don't think that's true because all the charges got dropped or whatever, right?" But yeah. um, does that still sort of show up on like some kind of permanent record, like an arrest record somewhere? So where I live, where I live, the, uh, you know, the county is in charge of having concealed pistols or pistol permits, I should say. And so when, when you're arrested on what's considered a violent crime, that license is immediately temporarily revoked. Okay. So, um, at that point, you know, now that everything is gone and it's been some time now since it's been taken care of. Um, I have to go through the whole process. Now it's not, it's not completely revoked, but it's still temporarily revoked after months. And so I had to basically appeal back and say, Hey, the charges were dropped. What do I do now? I'd like to have my pistol permit back. And they're like, it takes time, sir. And I'm like, how long? And they go months. Wow. So yeah, it's, what's you're up in Michigan. Is that right? Michigan. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Michigan's kind of, I don't not get into politics, but it's kind of a blue state, right? It is. Yeah. 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 Yep. And, and, and regardless of the politics here, I mean, it has to, uh, you know, there's, there's a very active 
um, campaign in the state, you know, to take care of, you know, abused women and things like that. And mm-hmm. that's great. The system works. I'll, I'll tell you firsthand, the system absolutely works, right? Yeah. I mean, I've, I've been right at the beginning of this thing. So, you know, the fact that that I don't have my pistol permit and everything, I mean, if, if this was a very serious situation and it was continuing and I was going to go, you know, to court or to jail or whatever might be happening, I'm glad that it works the way it does. Personally, am I happy the way that, you know, that it's happening? No, because I don't have my pistol permit or whatever. Yeah. And I'm an active CPL carrier, right? And I, and I feel a little bit naked out there without my pistol. But, you know, I, I agree with the law. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm, I don't know what the law is here in Colorado, but um, I, I just, I remember uh, not, you know, this whole, you know, all the arrest stuff out of the way. I just remember like when I lived in California, um, and I lived in California for like 15 years, it was near impossible to get a concealed handgun license or, or yeah. permit. And, um, it was up to the local sheriffs, but almost all the sheriffs there were very much like anti, you know, anti carry. Right. So you, you had to actually like in San Diego County, you, at that time you had to have documented threats against your life before they would even consider it. And even then they, they most like most of the time would deny you it's like i have to wait until someone's literally trying to kill me before you'll let me defend myself like that's absolutely ridiculous but so when i moved back to colorado that was like one of the first things i got because it's um like here you have to go to a class you know you have to go to a class you have to understand the law you have to understand that uh you're not batman when you have a concealed that's right you know concealed handgun in fact being batman is illegal itself so if you want to be batman just go be batman you don't need a permit for that (laughs) but but uh yeah that's so that's fascinating another guy uh, some other people in the comments too said uh most these were mostly like women right so of course women like to protect the sisterhood uh but they would they were saying stuff like well didn't you see didn't he see the red flags before he uh he moved her in so that's and i was like well that's pretty valid question like none of these red flags were there before you moved her in well i don't want to say there was no red flags i think there's always red flags no matter what or maybe they're maybe they're um burgundy flags or something they're not quite red yet or something in in hindsight's 2022 let's 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 be honest here yeah well i said that before you know i said that a few minutes ago that you know i mean you could have a whole box of red flags and if you're willing to overlook those flags you just overlook those flags until it hits you in the face figuratively. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, you don't really understand. And uh, so, yeah, there were red flags. I'll admit it. And, and and I'll admit that, you know, some of the complacency came into play, but only when you live together, can you really understand what those flags look like? That's my personal, you know, opinion, Mm -hmm. but, when you really want to be somebody, you know, I don't want to be with somebody as bad as as badly as you do. Um, I think that that you'll you're willing to overlook a lot of things. Yeah, you do that in everything. It's not it's not just dating or with women. I mean, it's it's in your job and everything. You go, man, this job sucks, but you know what? I make a lot of money, or I can you know I can get promoted or whatever. And you'll overlook some of that bad stuff to get to the next step. Yeah, and that's. Yeah. Oftentimes. So, um, before we recorded this, one of the things that you were saying was that, um, like she, uh, and we don't have to get like too, too far, far into it, but like she 
was a little uh, she was a little sauce heavy, right? Like she liked uh, she liked her her alcohol. Uh, but one of the reasons why you yeah. said that you didn't necessarily realize like how bad it was was because you only saw her like every other weekend or something like that. So you, yeah, you, know, you get to get you so get we together. Live, Go ahead. Yeah, we live about an hour apart, so you know, I mean, she can do her thing during the week. I can do my thing, right? You can both have your purpose and your your lives. And if, if you want to get sauced every night and then on Friday, when I see you, you don't necessarily have to, right. Mm -hmm. Or you can still go out and have uh, casual drinks. You can go out and have two or three or four drinks and have a great time. You don't realize that in the, you know, in the pre preceding days to that, maybe you were drinking, uh, you know, a fifth a day or something. I don't know. I don't know what the habit was, but it was substantial. I'll say that. Yeah. And so only, only once we moved in together, Right. So if I see you on Friday night, Saturday night and leave on Sunday, I mean, you, you can get by on that pretty easily. And then, you know, you leave on Sunday afternoon and, you know, you can crack one open and, you know, tie it on for <laughs> for another week or whatever. Yeah. Well, when you live in the same house, you can't do that anymore. If you've still got the same habit, if that's what's happening. And then all of a sudden you're like, how much did you drink tonight? Well, you know, well, you were gone to the store or you were going to the gym or something like that. You know, I. I was going to make dinner, but then I didn't. So pop tarts in the toaster or something, because, you know, I'm passed out on the couch and you're like, wait a minute, what, <laughs> you know? Right. And, then, and that can, that, that can't be hidden anymore. Right. And so then once can you let it go for a little while, chalk it up to experience or to whatever night being naive, Yeah. but only, but after a while, which doesn't take long when you see it on the daily, then, then you're like, okay, is this happening three times, four times a week? You're like, where where are all the liquor bottles? Oh, they're in the recycle outside. You know what I mean? They're like hidden away because somebody with a substance abuse issue doesn't stack them up on the counter. Mm -hmm. right? They hide them away because they, they understand what's going on. Right? They're aware of what's happening, but they don't want you to be aware of what's happening. Right, so, yeah. And then once addressed, that's that's where... You know, I'll say that's where kind of the tires come off the bus, right? As soon mm -hmm. as it's addressed and it's exposed, then it's uh, fight or flight. And Got it. And that's how it how it happened. Yeah, that's how that's how it went down. Mm -hmm. um, what? So, a lot of guys might look at the situation and like you know shit all over you for it or whatever. But it's like everyone everyone's made mistakes in their lives. Everyone's you know, done something that they, they, maybe they regret or whatever, but I think we can only move forward if like we, we learn from it. So right what, what did you learn from this experience? Well, I, at, at my age, my advanced age of 51 years old, right. So <laughs> old dude. For, <laughs> I've been married for a long time. Right. I, I realized that, that my solitude is worth, um, uh, just an, an indefinite amount of uh, worth or value, right? I mean, to live alone and be able to have my own space is something that I cherish. I didn't realize that before, right? I'm, I was married and kids and, you know, divorced and had a roommate after that and all this kind of stuff. And I was just like, ah, I've always had people around. And so being by myself before she moved in, it was... It was like, man, the silence is killing me. It's 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 deafening, you know, mm -hmm. because there's no movement. There's nothing going on. If I leave the, the toilet seat up, the toilet seat's left up, right? You don't realize how 
cool that is until somebody else moves back in after a period of time. Mm-hmm. And it's, it is probably one of the coolest things that, that I could take away from that, from any relationship is, you know, once you have that peace and quiet, that, you know, that silence is actually really beneficial to your, you know, health and well being. Yeah. Love it. So I, I don't, I don't think I'll ever live with anybody again. I say that and then I chuckle, right? Because who knows, but Mm -hmm. I mean, at this stage of the game, it is awesome. Yeah. Be able to be able to do my own thing whenever I want for as long as I want. Yeah. So selfish, but no, no, I, I, I get it, man. Cause so I, um, so my relationship with, with nurse chick, um, basically it's like week on week off. So I have my kids every other week. And so I, I, I get my kids back on Fridays and then, uh, they go back to their mom's house the following week on Friday. And then nurse chick comes over on, on that following Friday. And then nurse chick is usually with me until Thursday morning. And then she goes, she goes back to her place uh, for right. the week. And so I, I only have like one day a week to myself, uh, nowadays. And it's, and I, and I, don't get me wrong. I love nurse chick coming over. She takes care of everything, man. She like, she folds all my clothes. She, you know, cooks me dinner, all the, all this stuff that guys are like, you know, these type of women don't exist. It's like, no, they do. But, um, but even then it's like, and I'm sure she, I'm sure she appreciates it too. Uh, you know, she gets to go back to her place and, and every other week, like her kids go back on, on Thursdays. So she gets, uh, she gets a Thursday night to herself one week and I get the next Thursday to myself one week. And it's, it's nice having that no kids to deal with, no, you know, significant other to deal with. And just to be able to like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going (laughs) to, I'm going to watch TV. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to work on stuff. I usually edit podcasts and stuff like that on Thursdays and man, it's, it's, it's nice. It's nice having that break. And I think breaks are, are, paramount and so i don't think i could ever i don't think i could ever live full time with somebody you know like i just don't see it ever happening you know even if like you know when all my kids are gone and all you know let's say nurse chick and i are still together in like you know 10 years or whatever all her kids are gone i i don't know if we could like live in the same house uh or you know I, i just i can't imagine it but we'll see like you know Never say never, I guess, but never say never. <laughs> yeah. It's it's good though. I mean, I, I appreciate the the opportunity to live in the same household with somebody. It teaches yeah. you a lot of lessons very quickly. Yeah. Right? I mean, what, living with somebody is unbelievably what, challenging. What does Rich Cooper say? He says, uh, men like to complicate life, justify why. <laughs> <laughs> there's four things men like Jeez. to complicate life justify why that's essentially like what we end up doing when we're like yeah yeah i can move in yeah let's uh right. let's let's give it a go we're just complicating life <laughs> well i think about you know you think about some things like that and you're like you know what it's easier if we're in one place it's much easier i mean she can make dinner for me she loves to make dinner great i hate to make dinner oh she likes to do the laundry like you say with nurse chick it's cool yeah right you, you really appreciate those little things i mean they, they seem pretty subtle but you know i mean there's there's a lot of nights when you look in the in the kitchen and you go oh gosh you know, and then you and you promptly go out to dinner or something by yourself. I don't know. Right. Just the way it goes. But but you know what? Like sometimes that's nice too. You know, I like I'll, yes. I I don't mind going out and you know having a, a a meal at a diner. You know, by myself. 
by myself. I, I like like doing that shit. So, um, so every man needs to focus on their purpose or mission. What's your mission right now? My mission, you know, this sounds very generic too. It's like a, a this is like a Miss Universe pageant or something, right? This question, right? Where, yeah, like, it is. What do you want to do? Who do you know? I want to save the whales or something, but right. it's like, you know what? I want to be the best version of me all the time. And it's, it's really cool if you have people that help support that mission, mm -hmm. right? I want to be able to go out on Wednesday night and I want to be able to have a beer with my best friend. I want to be able to go to the gym four or five nights a week. I want, you know, for two hours, wow, two hours at the gym. No, nobody cares, you know, except me, right? I've got a great career. I've got a good staff. I've got, I mean, it's, it's really cool. I've got great kids, right? I haven't brought them up at all in this thing, right? I mean, we've got, I've got two adult children. One's in the military, lives in a different state. One's in college, going to nursing school. It's awesome, right? It gives me time to think about myself. It gives me time to think about, you know, what I'm going to do next. Right? I love to text my kids every few days and just say, hey, what's up? I mean, it gives me time to focus. I don't make lists. I don't have schedules. I, I try not to do it like that. But, you know, my purpose is just, you know, I, I, I want to make enough money that I can have my own experiences. I want to be able to hop on a plane whenever I want and fly wherever I want. I work remote in my job, too, which is also pretty cool. Right. And I don't have kids because they're, they're grown. But it's pretty cool to be able to say, you know what, I'm going to book a I'm going to book a flight and I'm going to go work on a beach somewhere. Mm -hmm. I, it happens. I do it. You know, I mean, not regularly, not like I'd like to, but, but those are the kind of things. And, you know, coming around the Christmas holiday right now, or the, you know, the, the end of the year holidays, Christmas, New Year's and all this kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. What do you want to do? Well, you know what? I'm not going to give my kids a bunch of random stuff, right? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get them a few things that mean something. And I'll be like, I'm going to say, you, you, let's get some airline tickets. Let's just go sit on a beach or let's just go, you know, somewhere where we want to go together. Stuff is not important anymore to me as much as it's, it's kind of cool to say, I drive a really cool car and I live in a really big house, you know, all this kind of stuff. That's great. But you know what? It just becomes less important and your focus becomes more uh, from the heart and you, you just want to do that. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you, go, go, go back to the chick thing, just real high level chicks dig that, right? They mm -hmm. want experiences too. If you say, Hey, let's grab a couple of airline tickets and head to the beach. Mm -hmm. And they go, what? <laughs> like no guy does that. Right. I mean, it's like dinner and flowers. It's dinner and flowers, dinner and flowers. They're like, nah, I, I'd rather just get an airline ticket and go somewhere. And it's, it's very cool to be in that position at this point in my life. Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. Um, that's sort of what, so it's space time continuum. This episode's dropping in January, but, but yeah, like we're recording this coming up to Christmas and nurse chick and I have decided, you know, not to do a gift exchange this year. We're, we're, mm -hmm. we're going to go like a weekend getaway to, to the hot Springs, you know, it's yes. like memories over stuff is where we're at in our lives. And I, I'd much rather do that than have more junk, you know, in my house. Yeah, for sure. So based on your experience on the 3% path and, uh, you know, your mo most re recent, uh, situation, what, what kind of advice would you give someone just starting out? Like they just got Corey's book. What advice my, would you give them? My, you know, the best word of advice is what we did at the very, very beginning of this, 
right? 10 to 15 times, baby. You have to. It, you have to be a student all the time. You're never the teacher. You're always a student. And, you know, treat treat the book like it's, you know, the gospel. Read read the book, do the podcasts, watch the videos. But if you just do that, you never practice it, right? So always test yourself. Right? If, I'm, if I've got a young guy sitting here and he says, man, what do I do? How do I approach a woman? I'll be like, read the book read the book, right? Then come back to me and ask questions, watch the podcast, see how other guys are doing it. That stuff doesn't work. Yes, it does. Yes, yeah. it does. Try it yourself, <laughs> right? I mean, you know, I, I hold to this every single day. You know, I, when, when I leave this podcast and I go do something tonight, I'm going to walk out. The first woman I see, I'm going to treat her exactly the same as I treated the previous woman and the way I'm going to treat the next one. It's paramount, right? It works in business. It works in, in your personal life. It works with your family members. It just works, right? And it doesn't matter if you're trying to date her or if you're just trying to buy a pack of gum at the gas station, it's the same. And you will get the best responses that way. And as you become a, you know, a, a craftful person, um, it's just, I don't know. It just pays dividends, right? And, and in different ways, right? You're not necessarily trying to get in everybody's pants. That is very, very important. And that's why they, you know, the, the, the phrase is treat all women the same. Mm-hmm. It, it just works. So, yeah. I think that's, I yeah, that's good. I, and, and just to add on what you said, it's like, you can read the book a thousand times, but if you're, if you don't go out and practice, like you said, it's just theory at the end of the day, like you need yeah. to, you need to uh, take what you learn from the book and don't wait until you you've read it 15 times, like read it like once and then go out and try some of this stuff and be like, Oh, I fell flat on my face. What I go do wrong here, read it again and go, Oh, that's what I did wrong. Practice yeah. as you go, you know? Uh, yeah. And I'll say this too. I'll say, you know, rejection is not bad. Mm-hmm. Right. So, I mean, you are going to fail. And you'll see that across all of the all the platforms as well. I know you've said it a million times. Oh yeah. Right? I mean, it doesn't matter how much you practice something, you're going to fail, and you're probably going to fail more than you're going to succeed. But you're going to have arguably more successes as you get better and better. So maybe you maybe you fail nine out of ten times when you first start, and then you get better and you read again and you try it again, and now you only fail eight times out of ten. Then you fail seven, right? I mean, it gets less. It gets easier to palate as well, right? So um, you can still fail, but um, I, I turn those failures into successes. I turn them into learning opportunities. I mean, that sounds pretty generic when I say it like that, but, you know, believe me, you know, when, when, when you're on a dating website and you're swiping, 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 and, you know, how many swipes do you do? Right. Swiping right is a good thing. And you're swi- I mean, I'll guarantee you guys are swiping as many times as they can swipe. And maybe out of every what couple of hundred swipes, you might get one or two women that will actually hit you back. Sometimes. That, yeah. That's a lot of failure, but maybe it isn't failure. Right. It's learning opportunity. And then what are you doing with the two that do you know respond back? And that's, that's the important part is what did you learn by swiping a couple of hundred times and you got no response, you feel rejection, you feel, you know, feel bad for yourself, or do you just continue to swipe? Right. Mm -hmm. And then when you finally do get a couple that that come back 
entertain them in a way that is successful, right? Be your genuine self, be, you know, do your thing and it all works out. Yeah. I will say if, if you swipe on hundreds of chicks and you only get two matches though, like your profile pictures probably suck and your bio probably <laughs> sucks. <laughs> you've, got, you've got all kinds of details about that. I know you're the expert. Yeah. When it comes to that but I mean, stuff, but right? no, but still like, even if your, your profiles are on point, even if your pictures are top notch, you're not going to get as many matches as she's getting, you know, like oh women have just so many more options than guys on, on dating apps. So like you have to, you have to stand out, you know, but, yeah. but still, even if, even if you're the fucking, you know, Don Juan Casanova, you don't even do dating apps. You're too cool for that. You do fucking cold approaches and like you get, <laughs> right. you get most chicks numbers. Even if you're that guy, there's still chicks that are rejecting you. You know, because there's some, for whatever reason, some chicks just might not be available, you know, or whatever. Like you're still going to experience rejections, even if you're on the tip top of your game. So you just have to learn how to handle it, you know? Well, that's why it's called a match, dude. I mean, a match is a match, right? I mean, she has to like your teeth. She has to like your hair, you know, the way you comb your hair, all those kind of things, right? It's a physical attraction at the beginning. Yeah. Right? It doesn't matter what you say. If they don't like that profile picture, you're done. Right. Swipe left, man. That's, that's how you do it. Right. You just swipe, swipe, swipe. You're like, man, hot, 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 ugly, hot, hot. Right? Yeah. I mean, that's how it works. Right. You don't know anything yeah. about them. You don't read their profile. You wait. And you know what? So yeah. that's, that's, that's the game. That's what it is. Yeah. Just learn. <laughs> Be a student all the time. That's, that's my, my final comment. Right. Um, well, I got one last question for you. Uh, I'd like to ask this of guys that are in the 3% man group. Uh, what does being a 3% man mean to you? Oh, it, you know, what? It, it, it's more than a, um, it's more than a badge, I guess. Right. You can say I'm a 3% man because, you know, I'm, I'm cooler than 97% of all the other guys out there or something like that. Honestly, I think it's a, it, it's a brotherhood. It's a, it's a cult following. It's a, whatever you want to call it. But, um, I have gained so many, uh, friends. Right. And, and I'm not all about like, oh, my gosh, I have to have, you know, more friends than you have or something like that. It's not like that. But, you know, it, it, it's like going to the gym. You know, you, you follow the people that are having the same uh, mental philosophies. Right. You, you read the same books. You, you kind of follow the same routines. It's really kind of interesting. I, I never thought about myself as being a follower in that regard, right? Mm -hmm. I'm, I, I try to be a leader. That's what 3% people are, right? We're, we're going to go out there and we're going to, you know, crush the world or something. But, you know, it, it's really kind of something that, that sits in your heart. And if you, you know, if, if you follow that mantra and it, it's just, it becomes you. Right. I mean, I say it every day and it sounds kind of funny. I'll even say, you know, I'll, I'll be in the same room with my parents and we'll be having, you know, dinner or something. And I'll be like, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, I'm sitting up, I'm sitting up taller. I'm doing whatever. And they're like, why, why are you doing that? I'm like, cause that's what a 3% man does. And my mom goes, shakes her head. And she goes, what in the <laughs> hell is that? You know what I mean? I'm like, you you have no idea. Yeah. Right. Because it, it's just, you, you can read a room and you can see who those people are. Right. It's just it's easy when you learn. Right. It's like wearing a X-ray vision glasses. Right. And you can just look around. And you're like, those are a bunch of unsuccessful, you know, whatever. And, I, and, and you can just say, man, this, I feel like a three percent man. 
I don't know. It, it, it is a feeling and it's, it's something that is uh, cherished by me at this point in the game. So it's, it's been several years since I've been, you know, reading and, and following this and, you know, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it anymore, but I'll, I'll just say it's something that, that goes right through your body. It's like electricity. Okay. All I right. appreciate it every single day. I mean, I live it. It's not something you read and then, you know, just go out and practice. It's something that just becomes you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's definitely life-changing stuff. Mm -hmm. All right, Matt, we're at an hour here, brother. Thanks for, for taking the time to, to talk with me, man. I appreciate you. I appreciate everything you do and I appreciate all of my brothers out there and you know and i'm 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 kind of geeked up to see how how my stuff goes you say oh you have sixty thousand, you know hits on this you know little little oh. blurb that, that goes out there i'm like wow is it that impressive but there's people that want that detail and you know i'm happy to be here and do it all right man well cool i'll give you your cool. night back thanks for joining all right. me all right i'm heading to the gym thank you 100 <laughs> percent, matt Thank you for joining me today. I really appreciate it. Uh, you're welcome back anytime, just like you know most of our 3% brothers out there. Uh, it's really kind of brave of you to you know come on and talk about this story. You know, it's not something that most people would want to talk about. So it's actually good. I think you know a lot of guys are gonna get a lot of information out of this. So, you know, again, thanks for joining me. And um, you know. You'll you'll do better. You'll do better picking, I think, going forward because um, you know this sort of activity. You know, you, you just can't let this sort of thing happen again. You know, um, and yeah, sometimes sometimes we have to learn the hard way. All right, uh, for you guys out there, if you haven't done so already, please like, subscribe, hit those notifications. Please drop some comments. Follow me on social media. Um, I've been, tr I'm really trying to build up my Instagram. So follow me on Instagram. That's important. TikTok's got me in a, just a crushing shadow ban. It's like, it's pathetic at this point. Uh, if you really like the show, if you want to get us in front of more men, then join the Patreon. That's, that helps out more than anything else. Right. And you can join it for as little as $10. Uh, be sure to get on the email list, list.comeonmanpod.com. I will send you some free stickers for doing so. And then that way, if I ever get deplatformed or whatever, I can reach out and let you know where you can find me. And then uh, also, if you haven't done so already, check out my Law of Attraction course. I, I have a coupon in the description. Uh, a lot of people have been buying it. So I don't have to check, but I don't know how many are left but I limited that coupon to only 50 people. So you need to get in there, use that coupon before um, those all run out. So definitely do that. LOA.comeonmanpod.com. If you find yourself like just not believing that you can do something, not believing that you're good enough for hot women, uh, not believing that you 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 can make more money in your current career, not believing that uh, you can change careers or whatever, because you, you have some self-limiting beliefs holding you back you've got to check out this course. Okay. LOA.comeonmanpod.com. That will redirect you to a, a Gumroad page. You can buy the course, use the coupon that's in the description, save some money on it and check it out because I will guide you through how to reprogram your subconscious mind so that you can achieve goals so big that it will absolutely blow your mind. All right, guys, that's all I have this week. I guess we will catch you next week on Monday.
This has been the Come On Man podcast. New full episodes served hot every Monday morning on your favorite podcast platform of choice. So subscribe now. Follow Paul on social media. The links are in the description. Now, go out and get it.